0: Happy Sunday, everybody. This is Zach Thedded again. I'm your host, Zach Cooley, and this is the podcast of the year, ladies and gentlemen. We had him last year. He came back to talk to me again this year. James, thank you so much. Mr. James Gregory, the funniest man in America, is on the phone with me. Thank you so much, James,
1: for doing this for me. And thank you. I appreciate your time and your effort. So it's a pleasure speaking
0: with you. Oh, it, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure to, to know you and to say that I,
1: I, I, I have
0: your number in my phone and I don't I don't call you but I tell people I'm personal friends with the funniest man in America.
1: So. Yeah, I will tell you let your listeners will let them know that even though we're friends you still won't co side. That's right. That's right.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes indeed. So you've had to cancel some dates this year. We've been worried about you, been praying for you.
1: So how are you feeling? Oh, I'm real good. I'm out about moving and uh you know uh sometimes I move it. Moving a little slow, but still moving. <laughs> that's
0: right. That's right. And you are moving on to, on February 3rd, Marion, Virginia, which is 25 miles from my hometown where you're talking to me right now. And yeah, we be on, uh, It's on a Thursday. Oh, that's Thursday. That's thir- I had the wrong date. What's the date?
1: February
0: the 3rd. Yeah. I, okay, I had the date, but that is, it is on a Thursday night. Okay. Wow. Yeah.
1: Oh is right. a delicious
0: theater yes, and you were you were there last year. I had front row seats this time uh, uh last time, and uh I went to get tickets and the front row seats were all gone and I, I need front row seats for my wheelchair, so when I emailed your people uh Lenny and Sheila, they said. I said, well, I, I don't have tickets to the show, but can I still interview him? And that your people were so nice. They said, oh, no, no, we can't have that. We'll get you some tickets. So they've got me in the front row and off to the side. So. That sounds
1: good. I look forward to yeah. seeing
0: you. Yeah, so I will be there um, with my family. And I, I'm so glad to see that you've come back to Marion. Obviously, that... Uh, the uh, Southwest Virginia region has been very receptive to your shows. I, are you going to make this an annual trip?
1: I hope we do. Yes, I do, because there's so many cities around uh, the country, especially in the southeast, that I go to on an annual basis. Right. I'd love to. I'd love to go to Maryland once a year. Yeah.
0: Well, that would certainly be great for us. Great for our community. Uh, I know it's something that we're very much looking forward to. Um, has the time off had you uh, gave you any uh, chance to get some new material, or are we just going with some of our old fan
1: favorites? Well, you, this is very interesting that you ask me that question. Okay. All right. And here's why. Mm-hmm. I always get a kind of a kick out of this uh, type question. Okay. okay. <laughs> is that? if you were interviewing a singer let's say a country music artist if you were uh interviewing i had to take if you were interviewing bruce springsteen okay yeah. would you ask that artist are you going to sing any old songs or you got any new songs Well, you know
0: what I knew. I knew that's what you were going to say. Well, You know what I'm a I'm I'm a writer and I plan ahead. So you know I probably would be one of those to do that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now here's the answer to your question. This okay?
0: Yeah.
1: First of all, there's always a lot of old stuff and there's some new stuff mixed in with it. Right. But keep in mind now that the people who will see me on February the third are not exactly every single person that was at the show the last time. That's true. Although, oh the way the percentages work is the overwhelming percentage of the audience will be there for the first time. And some of the people, they've seen the show before. So you try to please everybody. You try to make sure, sure that the show is completely funny. Historically funny, and make sure that everybody leaves the show being glad they came to the show. And here's some issues about the business that I'm in. Uh-huh. Sometimes uh, people will be talking to me, maybe at the lobby or in the parking lot or something after the show. Uh, to those who have seen the show before,
0: uh-huh.
1: or they might have seen the show uh, at another venue or another city. And they are the ones who will uh, get on me. me will say, you didn't do that routine about and so." Right. <laughs> they will were, they were, they were complain because I didn't do one of the old routines. Yep. The yep. they, had, they have, uh, well, you're like a rock
0: star. You have a list of greatest hits, and they expect, you know, those hits to come off. Right. Exactly. Um, um and uh also uh you ha you have always traveled with great opening acts. Uh Dan McGinney was with you last year, is that his name? Yes, he was. Uh w- will he be returning with you this time
1: or do you want to say? I think that I will be with uh Jane Coppola. Okay. Uh that's a new and, one that I have not seen. He's so. just like uh he's kinda of like Dan. The guys that I work with, I've known these guys for twenty, twenty five years.
0: Right. You know.
1: And they are hysterically funny. And uh if not, they wouldn't be as part of my show. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um and, well uh, for some reason, Zach. It seems like most of them uh, they're always like Italians Again, <laughs> Italian vica Italian so uh, right. yeah
0: that does that does seem to be the 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 flavor of the day, if you will i' I'm not, um yeah, I'm not sure I hadn't thought about that, but that's a uh that's a good observation, but they're they're all I bet,
1: I bet it's just coerced oh you right There's the two or three guys that I use. As part of my act, uh, part of my routine, uh, are Italians. There was Vinnie Coppola, Spaffigetti, St- Stephen Gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I always tease them. I said, "You're not part of the mafia, are you?" Right.
0: Well, you know, the, those might be the kind of guys you want to be buddies with.
1: So <laughs>
0: they have, they have you, they have you back anyway. That's right. Um, And uh, uh, but they but they don't know how to order in these truck stop diners
1: these 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 young (laughs) things.
0: And I still I think of you every time I go through the line at Bojangles because I I order my specialty. I tell them I don't want wings. I want drumsticks. Because as we as we discussed last time, you know I'm I'm wheelchair bound so. Those drumsticks are handy for me to pick up. I don't have to have somebody debone the chicken for me, you know? Uh,
1: so he he pulled I just uh, I just love chicken. <laughs>
0: yeah. I do too, but it's much easier for me to eat it if it's a drumstick. And right. and so then I pull up in a line and he said, Oh, I don't have any wings but I but I'm giving you extra breast. And I wanted to say, "Well, I don't have any real cash, but I have this monopoly money. Can I give you that? You know but uh, we can now now we can't get not only can we not get the chicken legs, we can't get the eggs either. Eggs are like gold now. I wanted to ask you because being a comedian is so is so very natural to you, and obviously there is um some. You know, as a comedian, you have to craft your act. You have to know how to deliver and when to deliver and that sort of thing. Um, but you seem like just somebody that uh, that uh, I would just want to sit out on the front porch and eat chicken with, you know.
1: I think that's a, a reason that the audience enjoys the show so much is the reason that people keep coming to see the show over the past 35, 40 years. Is because it's what well, some people call it down home. You know, mm-hmm. They can people can relate to it. we can relate to it, you know. We all have crazy relatives and we all have some neighbors we're not too crazy about, you know. Right. Have, and,
0: or or as you but, say in the act, the relatives we hope we don't see too often. Right. Yeah.
1: And, and and hanging out on the front porch with your with your uh uh relatives and tell the stories and,
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. And and and
0: that's where your stories come from is your real life, the life you've lived.
1: I think that's why the people enjoy the show.
0: Right, right. It's
1: because uh sometimes as I'm performing, uh, I see uh you know the people in the front part of the auditorium, as I'm talking they're dying their head, they're dying the head. Mm-hmm. You know which of is they don't want to talk about. <laughs>
0: they they get exactly what you're talking about, um, and especially in the South because you know I've lived I've lived in Southwest Virginia all my life, and there's a there's a very there's a very Mayberry quality to your uh, material, um, a material that. You can bring the whole family to see, in fact, when my eight year old daughter found out that I had gotten tickets to the show, she said, "Well, they better have given you three tickets and I said, "No, honey, they just gave me two and she said, "Well, you you better order me a ticket uh-huh. so so guess who's sitting up front with me while her mama has to sit one row back <laughs> so.
1: well I'm telling everybody this is a completely family." From the show. Whether you're eight years so, old, eighteen or eighty. Or eighty. Come up and enjoy the show. Yeah. But a lot of
0: a lot of uh things that you say are very philosophical. I I would I would go so far as to say you could almost be a preacher as easy as you could be a comedian because the things the things that you are telling your audience, uh even through being funny uh, you're telling us things that we need to hear that we need to slow down and appreciate the uh, the most important things in life which is our family and our home
1: yeah and, and to have something that our parents or grandparents had and that's called common sense
0: yep and there is a woeful absence of that in the world today uh, so I think that, uh, as I said, it, you not only do you do you laugh, but you also come away uh, feeling encouraged at one of your shows, or at least I certainly have. Yeah, well, it's good to see the Uh, You know, to feel to feel a little better about life because you know uh, you've obviously had. A lot of health problems, but you don't—you're not going to hear you talk about it on stage. You know, my life is not easy being in this wheelchair, but I'm—I'm I'm, I'm very blessed, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you about all my troubles. We're going to have a conversation, and and uh, you know, have a good time talking, hopefully. And that's—that's that's what you do, I believe, for your audiences—is you take them away from the things that they may be worried about in life but at least you've done this for me and i come away feeling encouraged or feeling that i can face the next day a little better because
1: of of, uh, one of your shows and i keep i keep all the politics away from the stage you know Mm -hmm. i don't i don't think people should go to see a show especially a comedy show and have a comedian come on stage and start talking about what's going on in the news the politics. So, uh, I think people come to the show to get away from uh, all that political stuff because they see that 24 hours a day. The news is all 24 hours a day. And you have, what is a late show, late night talk show where comedians. All they want to talk about is uh, what's going on in Washington, D.C., the president, the former president. Uh, I don't get involved in all that. Right.
0: Right. And I got to tell you, if your show was, if your material revolved around that, you'd lose me because I don't watch the news a whole lot. I find it very depressing. If there's something I need to know, I will. somebody will let me know about it, you know. Um, and, uh, it's because, I mean, you have to really, you have to have a thick skin anymore to watch a 30 minute news program. And, uh, it, it just, and if it just brings you down and there's not anything you can do about it, why waste your time? You know, um, but I, so that's again why I appreciate the, what you do and what because you, what you're talking about might have happened 50 years ago but it's still relevant today for some of us because yeah. that's that's even that's either the way we live life or that's the way we want to live life
1: yeah it all makes sense to me
0: <laughs> yep yep and uh, but anyway when you were becoming a comedian uh, and we've talked. We talked last time about the different comedians that you watched on the Ed Sullivan Show, Alan King and Jack Benny, and those. Uh, was there a point in time uh, when you were coming into your career that you thought, uh, I-, I believe I could make a living at this, or did it, or did it just
1: kind of happen for you? It just kind of happened quite frankly, to be honest, but it just kind of mm-hmm. happened. I, was, I had always loved comedy, and I especially love stand-up comedians, mm-hmm. but I never thought that I would be in the business or be a comedian, you know? And then when the comedy club opened up in 1982, you know, lot of Georgia, that was the first time
0: sure.
1: a, uh, a place opened. Where you could see live set up comedy. Right. So, you got a art in the Southeast, those places did not exist. Really right. And uh, shows were Tuesday through Sunday, and Tuesday was amateur night or open back night, night, you know. And I had friends who kept daring me to go on stage because they thought I was funny, you know. Right, right. <laughs> and, and then what they meant for that, and then you kind of you heard the expression the starving years there was a few starving years mm-hmm. but it all worked out just great
0: right and that's what i wanted to ask you about in those struggling days when you were uh starving just trying to get people to know your name what what kept you going and said well i'm going to i really think i can do this so
1: i'm going to see it through what well, just a cut, just a gut feeling a good feeling
0: that,
1: uh-huh. uh, that I could make it work, you know, because right. uh, I know my starving years, I used to drive to Oklahoma, for example, when I was an old act. Right. at the shows Tuesdays or Sunday, you do nine shows, because there's mm-hmm. one show Tuesday, one, Wednesday, one Thursday, two Friday, three Saturday, one Sunday, and I was making $400 a week It took me two days to get there because I couldn't afford to fly. Right. So uh, those years were the rough ones, you know. But uh, I was determined to make this thing happen. Right. At, at At
0: what point, I mean, did you have that gut feeling early on? Or at what point did you decide, this is what I want to do. I can make this work.
1: Well, not early on, not the very first moment right. I ever went on stage. But after uh, being around some comedians and uh, getting a chance to uh, host the show there locally, and I would see other comedians who were making lots of money and they were very successful. And they were nice guys, but I didn't think they were any funnier than I am. <laughs> I, and I suppose if they should base it, then I should make it. <laughs> right. And I would agree.